This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their survived this rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the survive this system is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard. The OSR podcast about stuff with your host Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. First off, we have a voicemail from John Allen Large. John Allen Large, sorry. Go ahead. Hey there, Glenn. It's John here from the Red Dice Stories, just listening to your Slimes and Molds episode. And yeah, they can be pretty cool. I tend to use them in one of two ways. The first way is I use them almost like I would use a trap, because as you say, they're fairly passive, and they're more sort of like a hazard to navigation and your health and stuff like that. The second way I tend to use them with like sort of uh, gelatinous cubes and stuff like that is I use them as like the dungeon cleaners, effectively, as a way of sort of ex explaining like how the waste and the foulness the whatever rotten denizens of the dungeon leave lying around gets cleaned up so i either use them as a trap or as a way just to add like a bit of extra texture and detail to my game anyway enjoy the episode dude keep up the good work i'll catch you soon thank you john i appreciate it yeah slimes and molds are fun um it's it's funny Early in my GMing, I always tried to stat them out. You don't stat out slimes, molds, and jellies. You just give them like, okay, what do they do? What kind of damage do they cause? And can they move? That's it. You know, you don't have to worry about what their alignment is and all this other stuff. And I had to learn that the hard way. It's like, what am I worried about? This is not really a monster. This is more of... Something to avoid, a trap, an effect, things like that. But anyway, thank you, John. I appreciate that. Okay, everybody loves, all GMs love foreshadowing. And if you're not using foreshadowing, you should. If you're doing like a campaign, a long-term campaign, or even a short-term campaign. But here's the thing. You foreshadow something big and bad coming or somebody behind the scenes or something like that you got to remember to pay it off. If you're going to stick to this campaign, assuming it doesn't peter out or anything like that, you got to eventually pay it off. I mean, there are things you can stretch out for like four or five campaigns, but after a while, it's going to get tiresome to either you or the players or both. So you're going to have to pay it off in somehow. I'm reminded of a Rocky and Bullwinkle adventure where behind all the machinations, behind all of Boris and Natasha's stuff, behind all this other stuff, is a guy called Mr. Big. 
And all you ever see in the cartoon is this big, giant shadow of a guy talking. You never see his face. Well, since these are serialized adventures, later on in the adventure, like two-thirds of the way through it, he is revealed. And he's this little tiny guy in a black suit, kind of like Boris's. He's kind of a little, about the size of Yoda, you know, something like that, or maybe even smaller. But he was a threat. He was a real threat to them. So they had to figure out how to put them down. They did. They banished him or something like that. But the point is they built it, they built it, they built it, and then they paid it off. It wasn't the payoff people expected, but they paid it off. That's the other thing I want to talk about, foreshadowing. When you do the payoff, make it something meaningful to the players. And, you know, don't just make it a dud. You know, like this this is the guy we've been running from. This is the monster that is so big and bad that we stomped in one in one turn. You know, you you've got to make you've got to you got to build it. If there's a buildup, you got to make it worth the buildup. Okay, that's not saying you can't subvert. Like like I said, this this episode of Rocky and Bull, they they subvert our expectations, but it still worked because. He he was a formidable villain, you know. If you got like, okay, there's this this uh, prophecy coming where the planets align. There's going to be a crack in the earth, and demons are going to come out. Foreshadow that to to hell and back, you know. Just just okay. You've, you've seen you've seen evidence of it in the past. You hear of legends of it. It happened every, happens every five thousand years and. Da, 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 and you've seen, you know, the results of what happened. And when the time comes, either it starts to happen or the players prove, or, or it does happen. What I mean is if it happens, it happens. And it should be impressive enough so the characters are just like freaked out. Or my favorite is the characters in a desperate attempt to stop it do do all the right things just before it happens. Maybe it starts rumbling and the cracks start happening, but they manage to, I don't know, say the incantation right or get a deity to 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 uh, impose to interpose or something like that. It should, you know, and then it stops. It's prevented. Whew, boy. That's something. It's kind of like Ragnarok, you know. Ragnarok happens every, you know, what million years, how thousand years, and then they—that's the thing about about uh, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, they they rebuilt Ragnarok on Earth, but yes, it always comes back. It always gets destroyed. It always comes back. But that's not the point. The point is they stopped. They stopped the world. The world devouring thing or the big bad guy, or his plan. I mean, look at the James Bond films. Nine times out of ten, he's trying to stop some kind of evil guy or organization from taking over the world or whatever the hell they're going to do. And he manages to do it. But the threat is consummate with what he's doing. And it's always, you know, it starts out with foreshadowing, and then you see clues, and then you see people you have to fight, etc., etc., etc. So when so foreshadow all you want but make sure you can pay it off in something that's meaningful to the players 
Okay, I got to start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrogmeyer at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you. And if you want to do a single donation, go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give monthly. Jonathan Oliver Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Jason, John Allen Large, Aaron, Michael Tompkins, Randy... Randy Nichols and Joe Harden. Thank you very much, guys. If you want to hear some good podcasts, there's the, the uh, Dan Gregg's Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps podcast does a good job. Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep podcast. Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest podcast. Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.